Hello, and this is Fine Wine, where I talk about media that has or has not aged like fine wine, and I tend to whine about it. Today, I'm going to be assessing Elvira, Mistress of the Dark from 1988, with the titular character, Elvira, going on a road trip to Massachusetts, where she encounters many a difficulty. Now, this movie is like a cult classic movie, apparently. It was sort of a box office flop, which I think is honestly deserved. Um, So, Elvira, there are a couple scenes in the movie that I think are amazing. A lot of scenes in the movie that I think are absolute garbage. And... That's actually most of the movie. There are a couple bits in the movie that I think um, are essential watching. The scene at the beginning, the scene at the end, and honestly, both of those you can probably find as clips on YouTube, so there's no need to watch this however long this movie is. Save yourself. Save your time. Please. (laughs) So, the movie starts off, Elvira's doing her usual thing, giving her movie review talk show thing. Um, And there she is dreaming about money because her show has been cancelled, I think. I'm going off memory, because I'm not going back into this. But... There's one dream sequence where she's dreaming about winning a bunch of money. I think it's because she's, like, having a game show idea of it from her great-aunt's inheritance, and she has, like, a game show idea of it. And when they say, And you've won so-and-so money, she starts jumping up and down, waving her arms in a circle. That's all well and good. Her boobs are bouncing up and down, which is probably what the director told her to do. But it goes on for 10 seconds way too long than it should have. They stay on that, and then it's just awkward because she's just doing the same thing, saying, Yay! (gasps) Yay! (gasps) Bouncing up and down. It's... Already, it shows, like, you're going to be in for a ride when you get to the rest of the movie. (laughs) So, then we get to the opening credits. Opening credits, great. Loved that. It's the road trip scene when she goes from wherever they're filming her show to Massachusetts, where she has to go to claim her great-aunt's inheritance. I think it's a great aunt. Might just be her aunt. Oh well. Well, anyway, she's doing this road trip. So she is in her decked out car. I think she has a headscarf on. She has her glasses. And she looks great. Just from this. This was why I wanted to watch the movie. Because I saw the opening bit of this scene. And I was like, I need to watch this. So we're with her in the car. 
we get several scenes, well, several cuts of it. It's like a montage, so we get several different bits of the road trip. One of them, she's on more of a populated street and she's caught speeding by a police officer. She gets pulled over. He's like, okay, um, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. But she's like, tries to seduce her way out of it, which I'm like, okay, but it doesn't work. And then she's like, ah, damn, I have to, I guess that line doesn't work anymore, which is like, great character building. Also hot. Next scene, I think in that sequence, we have her eating a hot dog. She's eating the hot dog. It slips out of the bun and it has mustard and ketchup on it. So it lands in her cleavage. And I mean, they zoom in on it. It's a whole thing. That is amazing. That is cinema. That is film. And then we get to her stopping at like, I think this is by the time she's in Massachusetts. So she stops at a stoplight or stop sign and a carriage, a horse-drawn carriage is next to her, and in it are is an Amish couple. So the guy looks over at her and is like, whoa, what is that? And then she waves, and then the wife is looking at her the same way. Like, she attracts both of them, which I think is equality. You go, girl. But then we get to the actual movie after that, which is <laughs> wow so we get to the town that she has to be in it's very prude everybody's like oh my god sex taboo so of course she shows up she's wearing like deep v cut they have a an electric guitar riff every time that's like um like showing that she's different and she's hot uh, i mean yeah I guess. <laughs> but her car breaks down, so she has to get it. She gets the help from the teenage boys because they're like, whoa, look at this woman. So they take her to the garage, but now she's stuck in the town, so she can't just get her inheritance and leave, which was what she was originally planning to do. But she tries to get a room at a motel, and like the lady there is like, mm, sorry, we don't have any rooms. But the sign outside says that they have vacancies. And she's like, but the sign outside, she's like, sorry, we just booked our last room. Because she's being, like, discriminatory to Elvira's sexiness. But then the motel lady's husband comes down and is like, whoa there. Um, yes, we have rooms open. Please come this way. But so the wife is like, Ugh. Damn, my plan of not having her stay here is ruined. So, I don't know. The, I, I, there's not much to say. It's, like, so bad. The acting up until this point is very mediocre. Elvira, Cassandra Peterson, she can't act, but she can play a character. She plays Elvira very well, but she can't act. Which is a shame, because... Um, she's super iconic as Elvira, but yeah. So Elvira goes to movie theater, not movie theater, bowling alley. And this is where she girl bosses it. She is 
approached by these two guys that are like um, trying to get with her. But she's like, no, get away from me. But they don't. So she pours out the beer onto one of the guy's laps. And they're like pissed off. And everybody there is like looking at her like, ew, do you see her? She's like, owns her sexuality. How gross. So she walks out of there. Um, and then we meet her love interest of the movie, Bob. Bob is very bland. He's not that hot, but I guess that's what they were able to settle with in the movie. (laughs) So Bob is like, he owns the movie theater there. Um, and he's like, ah, should I drive you home? And Elvira's like, oh, maybe I'll like hook up with him. Cause she's like into him, but he's like super innocent. So when he goes to kiss her, when she goes to kiss him, She's just left hanging. And he goes to the car and he's like, wait, what? Was I supposed to do something? And then she's, like, suggesting, like, they go back to her motel room and, like, do stuff. But he's like, um, sorry. (laughs) Which I think is pretty funny. Like, you know, the contrast of, I guess, the big hunk not being, like, into getting with Elvira right away. Which is funny, I guess. So then we get to the actual reading of The Will. Which is where I guess the plot starts going more. Elvira doesn't actually get any money. Her aunt was apparently like super poor. She only ends up getting a rundown house and a book of spells. But she thinks it's just an old recipe book. So... Um, there's this other guy there that's like super old. I think he's the great uncle. And he's like, I need that book because he's a warlock. This movie has magic, but not really until the end because the budget probably didn't allow for them to have a lot of special effects. (laughs) So they have the uncle and the uncle's like trying to get that book. And he's like, damn, I didn't know this Elvira person existed. I need to get that book. So Elvira leaves the um, lawyer, the lawyer place. She's like walking down. But the the uncle pulls around in his car because he has like a chauffeur and stuff. And he rolls down his window and it looks like he's trying to get a prostitute, which is what two ladies walking by think because they're also like Elvira's sexy. So she must be, like, a sex worker, which is um, not open-minded. And it that's, like, the comedy of this movie. <laughs> low bars, low bars. So Elara's like, um, yeah, 50 bucks for this book. Um, yeah, do you also want to buy the house? Because Elvira just wants the money and she wants to get out of there. She doesn't want to be stuck in that Massachusetts town. She doesn't want the house. And then the guy's like, okay, well, I'll drop by that, by your house later, and then we can exchange it. Because she doesn't yet have the book, it's in the rundown house. So when she gets to the house, she's like looking around, there's a dog there, and the dog is like, oh my god, she needs a makeover. So I think she gives the dog the makeover, like, right away. 
Um, I guess it's like, it's a very brief makeover. Um, and yeah. But then, so Elvira's now like getting ready for the night. She's um, doing like whatever, doing her routine. And the boys, like, the teenage boys of the town try to like sneak a peek at her with like, so they climb up on her trellis and try to get like a Polaroid photo of her undressing and stuff. And all they can see for the most part is her silhouette through um, a screen. So they're like, oh my god, how hot. Elvira all the while doesn't really know what's happening. So she's like, but she's like doing her beauty routine and everything. So she comes over and it's like, ooh, it's raining. I'm going to close the door. So she goes over to the window where the boys are there with her green face mask on and scares the absolute daylights out of them and they all fall and they're like what the hell just happened but Elvira doesn't pay any attention to that and then she just goes to sleep then we enter another dream sequence Elvira's like laying on the bed her hair is spread out all luxurious and this is where I knew it was like not the movie because they would not go through that much effort to have Elvira in a different outfit with different hair and looking good like that. <laughs> so then she's waking up in the stream and she's going up in the house. And then I get, the, I get jump scared because they have just like this old lady jump out of nowhere when she's looking in the mirror on the attic floor. And I was floored. It was so out of nowhere, out of pocket. I thought this was like a comedy movie with Elvira, but then it was like horror for that one second. Oh my god. That was just like, ooh, gave me a heart check. That's how I knew I was still alive when I was watching this movie. Don't think I was alive afterwards though. So then Elvira is like inviting, she invites Bob over for dinner and she's like, I don't really know how to cook. So she tries to cook with the spell book because that's what she thinks it is. She thinks it's a cookbook, but she like puts in like the ingredients that the aunt had in her cabinet, which are like witchcraft ingredients and nasty looking like little worms and like mm, mm -mm. she puts that in a pot and she's like hmm that looks edible so then she cooks it but then she rings it over the table lifts up the lid boom monster another jump scare Ugh, what the hell so the monster is like attacking them at the table so she and Bob beat it back into the pot. And I'm like, okay. That was something. Maybe we should just, like, order takeout. Mm. Um, so then... I think... There's a point where Elvira hosts, like... There's a lot of filler in this movie. So Elvira, like, hosts um, a movie night at Bob's theater... It's at midnight, so all the kids have to sneak out of their homes to go attend. 
which is something they've never done. None of them have ever broken the rules before, but Elvira's like this cool woman, so she does what she does best and stops acting and just hosts a movie. And apparently all goes well, but the night was sabotaged. Is this before or after she tries to cook? I think this is before she tries to cook. The scene with her trying to cook is after the... Okay, yeah. I messed up the order of events, but who cares? It's a Elvira movie, and I think this is better. <laughs> so the night is sabotaged when Patty, this other lady who likes Bob, sabotages Elvira, pouring feather, pouring tar on her. While because she's supposed to do like a dance scene and then lean back and pour a water a water bucket on herself as you do, but Patty replaces the water with tar. So she's absolutely humiliated, and they have to go back to her house. So then she gets all cleaned up and is all pissed. And this has, like, no bearing on any of the story. This is, like, all filler. So then she tries and cooks for Bob. But then they try and go to the attic... For some reason, I can't remember, but in the attic, Elvira tries like an incantation, and then she like gets scared because there's like a snake or something, and she thinks it's Bob, and Bob's like, what? I didn't touch you, but she's like, oh, Bob, oh, Bob, here, now? But that was the snake and not actually Bob. And Bob's like, what? What did I do? But up in the attic, she learns that she is a witch and that the book, the cookbook that she has, is actually a spell book and that her aunt hid her as a child so that she wouldn't be attacked by the creepy uncle dude that hasn't really been in the story at all. So she's like, oh my god, I'm a witch! So then... Then she does the spell and then summons the snake and is like almost getting freaky with the snake. But then she and Bob get freaky in the attic. So then on the next day, she goes to the morality club picnic because all the people in the morality club are all on the city council. Town council, I guess, because it's not yet a city. So they're there and it's like a potluck. So they all have like their food that they bring and they're all like, we're all moral people. We have to get rid of Elvira. She's a danger to us all. But Elvira is like, okay, I'm a witch, so I'm going to play around with you guys. So she makes her casserole, but makes it like a sex casserole that makes everyone horny. So the people that eat it, they start getting freaky at this picnic. And it's like, then it turns into a scene that's way too long that's like, horny people like making out like I it's hard to watch but this scene always takes me back to the pajama game picnic scene because in my mind they're just like same scene so I don't know picnic game work picnic and Elvira orgy picnic same thing to me (laughs) but then um at the picnic, 
Elvira is approached by Vincent, the uncle again, and he's like, I'm gonna buy your book now. Can I buy it? But now she knows it's a spell book, so she's like, no. But then Patty comes up and is like, trying to get at Elvira for being with Bob because Bob is like grabbed by Patty and like since she's all horn dogged up by the casserole she's like trying to make out with him and stuff and he doesn't like it so Elvira's like stop this and then she and Patty get in a fight which is one of the other scenes in the movie that was like good I guess because it's like fun seeing this evil the evil lady get accosted by good old Elvira. And it's revealed at this point that Patty's been wearing padding in her bras and she rips it out and Patty's like, oh, no. But I mean, you do you, girl. Pat out however you want. Feel comfortable. Elvira should know this. <laughs> also, Elvira only has one costume throughout the whole film. And it's the same one you see her in on all the posters. Never changes. It's so disappointing. You're Elvira, you should have a better wardrobe than this. But anyways, Patty gets very humiliated in front of everyone at the orgy party. And then she, Elvira and Bob leave because their work there is done. But then at the next council meeting, um, the uncle is like, Oh my god, Elvira is doing witchcraft. <gasps> and also, all the stuff that we did at the um, moral picnic was all her fault. Which was like, yeah, it was her fault for... I, I think that's legal. I think Elvira did an illegal thing. She should be going to jail for being like... Sec for sexual assault, I think. Because she made all these people horny without their consent. But they were like getting freaky there. And Vincent's like, it's all Elvira's fault. She's a witch. We must burn her. So they're like, yeah, let's burn her. But in the meanwhile, Elvira gets her house all fixed up with the help of the teenagers of the town. And like, they paint it like rainbow colors, which is like antithesis of what Elvira is, I think. She's like, yeah, I love it. Blah, blah, blah. And all this time she's trying to sell the house, but... Now she's getting tried for witchcraft, which is really just they tie to her, tie her to a stake and try and burn her. So when she's in jail waiting for it, the teens that like helped her with her house and went to her movie watching tried to break her out, but they saw through the concrete on the roof and fall into the wrong cell. So she's like, oh, well, you guys tried. But now these kids are just stuck in jail and like nobody's there. Like, how long are they going to be stuck in there? Because the last officers just left with Elvira in tow. And there's no other occupants in the jail, so I just assume it's empty besides the kids that have now fallen into the jail cell. So that's a fun thought. But before Elvira gets taken out, she tells Bob, go get the book. From my house. It's under the floorboard. So Bob runs over to the house. And Elvira's like, I'll be alright. So she's taken to the stake. And tied to it. She's like... This is like one of the poster scenes. Like, you sort of knew what was going to happen. 
She looks great. She's tied to it. Patty's like, I'm gonna light the fire first. So, um, the fire gets lit under her ass. (laughs) Um, but while she's all in trouble, her ring, which is, like, absolutely not mentioned at all through the entire, well, it's shown in the in the flashback when she's a baby, but a move, the ring that's on her finger that isn't really seen anywhere else in the movie it flashes and casts a spell to make it rain to put out the fire so everybody's like oh my god she really is a witch but then um she's able to get free meanwhile bob is getting his ass handed to him at her house by the uncle and his goonies so Amara's like okay i have to get out of here her dog, which is actually like a witch's familiar, shapeshifts and is able to get her the book. Um, so she goes to her house now. And then she confronts Vincent, the uncle, and is like, you're a warlock and you're evil. And he's like, just give me the book. So then they have a mini, like, um, fight. <laughs> Like, it doesn't make much sense why Vincent is still there at the house because he's able to get the book from when Bob is there and they're able to subdue Bob. And then the dog turns into a rat and, like, gnaws through the rope that they use to tie Bob up. So by this point, by the time they tied Bob up, They should have been out of there. They should have left. They should have been out of Dodge. But I guess not because they stayed there long enough for Elvira to get tied to a stake, get lit on fire, get free, and then get all the way back to her mansion. And then they're still there. So there, she and the uncle get into like a magical fight. And it's... (laughs) I mean, this is like the one scene where they use special effects and what it is is they just drew over I think the they drew over the film so it looks like animation which I think is like a cool effect because it's not CG it's like I think it's pretty cool um so they fight and then she like cuts off his hand and she deflects his magic with her ring which then shatters does it shatter then i think so um but so they're like fighting then they go on like this wild well not wild goose chase vincent's chasing elvira around town because she gets out of the house which is now bernie as well and she is running around one One of the places they go to is a graveyard. The graveyard is like shackled shut with chains and stuff. So how does she break through it? Best part of the movie. Second best part of the movie. She's like, ugh, I can't get through it. I guess I'll just have to use my boobs to break through the chains. So this lady, this girl boss, she goes up to the chains with her chest and just flexes them. And it breaks the chains. And then she just runs along like 
where was this the rest of the movie? This would have been so useful in the jail. Oh, like, where was this? Would have been so useful with the rope when she was tied up. Like, come on, lady. <laughs> so then she's running. She goes into one, like, gun store and comes out. She's in a new outfit. And she looks like Rocky. And she's, like, holding a minigun. And it's great. And I think she stops and says, Say hello to my little friend. Which, I mean, iconic line from, like, another movie. She does it. Little callback. So then she fires the minigun at um, Vincent. Doesn't do anything. So she's like, oh, well, crap. So she throws away the gun and runs off again. Never to be seen that outfit again. So disappointing because it was the one outfit change in the movie and they only used it for, what, five seconds? Come on. So then, now they're having their last stand. This is where her ring breaks because she deflects the magic spell. And then I think they, she just like blows on him and he dies or something. <laughs> it's like very anticlimactic. So, ta-da! Vincent's gone. And then the next day, everybody's like, oh my god, Elvira, we're so sorry for like being mad at you for being against everything we stand for. Please stay. Like, everybody just magically changes their behavior overnight for some reason. They literally just tried to burn her at the stake for being a witch and for... It's not like the main reason, but for being like against their morals, for being like a sexual deviant. But then the next day they're like, oh my god, Alvaro, we're so sorry. Again, this woman gave them all like sex drugs to make them all horny. They should be like pissed at her, but they're they're not. They're just like, sorry, Alvaro, we love you. Mm, don't leave. But <laughs> um, Alvaro's like, no, I'm gonna go. So she kisses Bob. And then she's like, I have to leave. My house burned down. So she leaves. But as Vincent, her great uncle, died, because she banished him, like, to wherever with, like, nothing. (laughs) She gets all of his money, which is, like, enough money for her to go to Las Vegas and have her own Vegas show, which is where, like, a three-minute song and dance sequence is done very theatric very vegas watch this one on youtube because it's where they put the rest of the budget the rest of the 7.5 million dollar budget went into this one scene nowhere else no acting coaches just for this one scene and would i say it's worth it definitely not worth the 96 minutes but definitely worth the three minutes you can use to watch it because it's very showgirl very fun. Janet Jackson could never. This came out one year before Janet Jackson with Rhythm Nation. And she has this one little line when she's on top of the hood of a car and she is doing a little rap verse. And it's very like, that is boots the house down, girl boss, gaslight slay, whatever. Love that for her. Love that for me. And that's where the movie ends. Very bad movie. Would not recommend. Only watch it if you have absolutely nothing else to do. 
Thank you guys. Bye. <laughs>